Hello, everyone. I'm Dr. Wendy Myers. Welcome to the Myers Detox Podcast. Really interesting show today on how to upgrade your water. And a lot of issues around water, drinking spring water versus distilled, you know, the importance of silica in your drinking water, talking about deuterium depleted water. Uh, we talk about a lot of the different problems with tap water, including all the negative frequencies that are in tap water, not just the toxins and medications that are in tap water. And we talk about the, the nature of water and how you can uh, send healing messages to water and then drink it to heal your body and all of the, the different uh, natures of frequency and energy in water. Today, we have a guest who's an expert in water, Michael Hobson, and we talk about all these topics and more on today's show. A lot of things you have not heard before about water, really important because it's the basis of your health, so tune in. And I know you guys listening, you're concerned about toxins, your body burden of toxins in uh, in your in the world and in your body. So I created a quiz at heavymetalsquiz.com. And it takes two seconds. And once you take that quiz, you'll get the results of your relative body burden of toxins. And you get a free video series afterwards that answers all of your frequently asked questions about how to detox your body to produce better health, more energy, better brain health, better mental clarity, easier weight loss because toxins interfere in every different metabolic function of your body. It's, it's shocking. So detox needs to be a part of our health regimen. That's why I do this podcast. Uh, but today we're going to be talking about water. So our guest today, uh, he's the founder of Queen Springs, Michael Hobson. Uh, he has spent his life studying frequencies, uh, first as a mathematician, uh, then as an economics professor, and then a corporate business consultant. And through his several businesses in the music industry at the forefront of both the vinyl movement and live recording industries, Michael's interest in frequencies eventually brought him to water. And he became fasting with water and started the decade-long deep dive in understanding all of its capabilities. And after years of studying water, water structure, and water frequencies, uh, deepening his understanding of this underappreciated molecule that appears to be the foundation of all life on earth, Michael heard about a special water that came from a source in a remote part of Idaho. And through a series of coincidences, uh, he found his way to the spring where this pristine water that tastes like no other, has a sweetness to it, finds its way to the earth's surface at 139 degrees Fahrenheit and naturally comes out of the ground at 80 gallons a minute. And it was here in this special place known for centuries to Native Americans as Crystal Spring that it became clear to Michael that he would have a role in helping to bring this water to the public. Uh, so Michael built a Queen Springs with the intention of shepherding this source water to the world and protecting the untouched nature that surrounds the spring from which it comes. And you can learn more, more about Michael and a Queen Springs at aqueensprings.com. Michael, thanks so much for joining the show. Hey, Wendy, it's such a pleasure to be here with you. And um, I'm here today to talk about water. Yeah, so you're an expert in water. So talk to us about maybe, you know, why all waters are not the same. I know you've studied about, you know, frequencies in water. Just give us a kind of the, the lowdown on your opinion. Well, you know, I think I have to give you a little bit of context and background before I actually dive into water. And I think it's I think it's important. And I I have a feeling based on having listened to quite a few of your 
podcasts that your audience will appreciate how what I'm I think what I'm about to say will maybe bring some of the things together that you know you've covered over time so well with with a lot of your guests. And I guess where I want to start is that from my perspective, um, one important thing or objective, let's call it, and is that we should try and thrive. So if our objective as human beings is to thrive in mind, body, and spirit in this life, how do we do that, right? And it turns out that water has has a, a place in that. And I like to think that, you know, water mediates our ability to thrive both electrically and biochemically, okay? And that's what I mean. I know that you've had a lot of conversations about electrical stimulation and and how that uh, that affects our health and well-being. Let's start with the electrical part. Um, Tesla famously said uh, or remarked that if you want to understand the universe, think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration. And while Tesla, I think, was speaking on a grander scale, there's this notion of as above, so too below. And so if you want to understand human beings, um, we should also think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration. So uh, let's start with the idea that we are really condensed energy. Okay. Remember the old E equals MC squared which means that matter and energy are proportionate to one another, right? And further, it's pretty well understood that um, we are, our cells have frequency, our tissues have frequency. In fact, um, one of the macromolecules that's really important in our cells, microtubules, um, they're, they're called the workhorses of the cells, they vibrate in what's called a nested triplicate of tone when they're excited. And it turns out that they only resonate properly in the presence of water when they're well hydrated. So here's that first role for water as the as a conductor of life, even at the cellular level. Yes. And I mean, everything around us is frequency and it's really important for us to drink proper water. And, you know, and I have different waters that I drink and I add all kinds of things to them. I, I add, uh, well, I'll go in that to a minute, but I, I add all kinds of things to my water to make sure. them extra hydrating or I'll add minerals to them. There's all kinds of things I do to doctor my water. <laughs> Absolutely. In fact, you know, as you suggest, everything, if you think about it, everything in the universe is in motion. That is, it's everything's vibrating at multiple frequencies. And when you look back at the cells, which are the basis for tissues and organs, they all have a vibratory pattern and a resonant frequency, right? And that, you know, we can affect those in a multitude of different ways. So I like to think that when the cells are in harmony, which is a state of ease, that we're healthy and happy. And that when we're healthy and happy, the cells are in harmony, you know, the above and below thing again, right? And that to maintain harmony, that is to be in tune, if you will, right? 
the cells have to communicate both within and which is among the macromolecules in a cell, but also between cells. And the way they do that is with electrical signals and with photons, light. And whether it be uh, they're sending a signal, there's a signal sent from the brain uh, to different tissues via the neurons to affect uh, proton folding or DNA expression in the cell. It's all about that communication. And so we are electrical and the conductor or better, probably the semiconductor is water and, and minerals. Exactly to your point. Yeah. And I think uh, people make a big mistake with water is they drink water that's hungry or water that actually can steal minerals from your body. And it lets if you're drinking like a distilled water or, you know, other other types of water don't have enough minerals in them. And um, you can have a, a problem if uh, you don't add minerals to it, your body can't hold on to the water. You know, like you need minerals in your water to be able to hold on to it. That's why if you drink like reverse osmosis water or distilled water, it just runs right through you. And a lot of people don't want to drink water because they feel like they have to go to the bathroom all the time, which I don't blame them. It's really annoying, but that's because you lack minerals or you're drinking hungry water that just that your body can't retain it because there's no minerals. Yeah, absolutely correct. And um, I I would say that only in the case of some kind of a severe detox situation should people drink distilled water um, as a routine, right? And I'm I'm not a doctor or a nutritionist, and so I'm not making any suggestions. I'm basically saying that I wouldn't do it because of exactly the reasons. Um, you know, that, that you just talked about. And yeah, and I agree. I think, I think distilled water can be used therapeutically, like especially yeah. if you have like radioactive elements in your body, you can yeah. remove them with distilled water. So there, there can be a therapy to it, but we're talking here about your daily drinking water and, and what's ideal uh, to hydrate you and keep your body running. My, I mean, basically what you're saying is if there's not enough water or the proper minerals in the body, then the intra or intercellular communication uh, can be impeded, right? Setting up a state of, you could say, disharmony, um, followed by a state of dis-ease, right? If that if we don't correct that, uh, which means retune or reharmonize um, that that activity. So water is. Um, we, you know, it, you can establish water as a, a conductor of communications in the body, and and we're all aware of how important minerals are as part of that mechanism. And so it turns out, you know, as we progress here, that one of the trace minerals that uh, the body uses uh, for many different purposes is silica. Yeah, absolutely. Silica is so important. I talk about silica a lot. In fact, I have a, a product called Ageless AF that contains a specific form of silica to help detox your body. But I think it's really important to get it in water as well. Um, you know, every little bit counts and it's a different, there's different types of silica as well. And so talk, and I think a lot of people are deficient in silica because they're not eating enough vegetables and, you know, vegetables that are kind of shiny, like the Swiss shards shiny and like the bell yes. peppers are shiny. That's silica that's making Absolutely. 
Yes. 100%. I mean, that you are, you are so right about that. Um, so it turns out that silica is the molecule that comes from silicon, which is an element in the periodic table, when it combines with oxygen. And uh, it, it uh, makes something chemically referred to as silica dioxide or SiO4. So as I'm sure you're well aware and have shared with, you know, a lot of your, um, you know, listeners that silica is the basis of bones, teeth, hair, skin, collagen, right? Our connective tissue. And it's important for gut health, um, cardiovascular health. It actually binds to the um, capillaries, arteries, and blood vessels in our body to help with blood flow. And it's also well-known to be important for wound healing. Remember, something that I didn't know, actually, is that silica was the most, is the second most prevalent element in the Earth's crust, just behind oxygen, and also has an affinity for aluminum, which is the third most prevalent element in the Earth's crust. Yeah, so taking silica, however you ingest it, is a really good way to detox aluminum, uh, among many other heavy metals like arsenic, uh, tin, thallium, cesium, um, bismuth, and other ones as well. Yeah, it, it, it is. I get a question quite often, like, why is silica important? And um, it, this is a pretty well-known fact. That when we're babies, uh, we're about 85% water by volume. And when we pass, um, we're only about 60 or 65% water. So, you know, you really could say that aging and dehydration are synonymous, right? And the um, something that people like to visualize is that we start out as grapes and end up as raisins. <laughs> I thought they are so fluffy and juicy. So yeah. So what's not well known, but is also true. So a little known fact is that as we age, we lose silica as well. So you mentioned that and you're absolutely right. So we lose it as a, as a silica content in our body. So I would ask the question, is it any surprise that the elderly have skin issues, gut issues, problems with bones, hair, teeth, wound healing, and increasingly, as you suggest, suffer from chronic inflammation, including Alzheimer's, ALS, and others, that increasingly seem to be linked to aluminum toxicity uh, from living in what is referred to as the aluminum age, where aluminum, aluminum sorry, is everywhere. It's in our food, it's in the air, and, and so forth. Yeah, aluminum is a huge, huge problem. I did a whole podcast with Dr. Bill McGraw on how to detox aluminum, and silica was a big part of that conversation. Um, but yeah, aluminum is everywhere, and it's it's impacting us in so many ways. Um, it's in the air that we breathe, and it's just like you it's, said, it's the third most common element in the Earth's in the crust. Earth's crust. Yeah. And, and what's interesting is, and I'm sure you went over this with your listeners in that uh, that segment, is that in human beings and animals, the silica binds to aluminum and we excrete it by sweating or urination. And so, you know, you have to say, 
hmm, I always knew that exercise and sweating was good for me. I just didn't realize, you know, how much it was. Now, it turns out plants are also, aluminum's toxic to plants as well. So what they do cleverly is they encase aluminum in silica, and that's how they avoid you know, being being inflamed as a result of aluminum toxicity. So they've developed that ability. Oh, that's really interesting. Yeah. So, um, so any other uh, benefits to silica or any other mechanisms of action of silica? I mean, yes, there is. And I'll, I'll get to that in a minute. But I think, you know, what the conclusion we're talking about here is that, you know, if the takeaways for cell and tissue health are stay hydrated and supplement silica in your diet, and as you suggest, um, to increase our silica intake, we can eat more plants, uh, which are silica rich, or drink water that has a high silica content. And so it turns out that the uptake of silica in the gut is it's more readily uh, taken in from water, from being an aqueous solution, than it is in uh, plants. So you're better as a better source of getting it. It turns out to be uh, from high silica waters, albeit I don't think that's enough to drink high silica waters. We need to continue to eat more uh, vegetables specifically, but fruits and vegetables generally, I think. So tell us about your water. So you have a company, um, yeah. uh, you found a, a source of water that's yeah rich in silicon has other benefits as well. Like, tell us a little bit about the, like what the water is exactly and the history around that. So you mentioned earlier something that, that we kind of coined, I think, and that is that not all waters are equal. And, and there's a number of different ways to, to look at that. Um, it turns out that, that, um, I, I, before I talk about the other issues around silica, I want to talk about something that might be a little bit controversial, um, but I think will probably resonate with you and your audience. And, and that is that um, water has the ability to store, amplify, and transmit energy and electrical and vibratory information. And for people that want to understand more about that, they can take a look at some of the things that, that Emoto did. And there's a plethora of other things once you dig there that, that shows that water in its hexagonal form can take on the ability to uh, entrain information. And it, the reason that's controversial is that current biology and physics paradigms are built on chemical and atomic reactions that don't include water as a key component. And, um, you know, if if my statement is true that water can do this, then um, water can store and transmit harmonic, harmonious vibratory electromagnetic patterns as well as chaotic information. And this relates back to municipal water. While municipal water is safe uh, from a chemical standpoint, it can hold all the chaos, the patterns, the vibratory patterns that it, it's encountered along its journey to the tap. And I like to say tap water will keep you alive, but it's not able to help you thrive. That is to be in harmony. 
Okay. And I think one of the manifestations of that is when you taste water, not just that it's got chlorine in it, but that you taste water that is chaotic in nature, that it's not been through a harmonious process. Um, it tastes, you don't really like it. Your body says, no, I don't really want this. And I think that also drives, I don't know if you've reported about this before, but there are a lot of different devices in the world, the magnetic devices and so forth that go in line in municipal, you know, that you can actually do um, regenerate the harmony of the water on some level. In fact, the, the famous water pioneer, Victor Schauberger, um, talked about turning water in a specific way, in a in a centripetal way, in a way that turns it in on itself, that can restore harmony. And there are actually pipes that you can buy that are like that. And so there there is some hope there. But, um, you know, let me tell you a little bit, because you asked the question about a Queen Springs, silica source and crystal source premium waters. Um, they're bottled at the source in a remote area of southern Idaho, uh, not far from the Nevada border in what's called the high desert there at about 6,500 feet above uh, sea level. Very, very far from any sort of agricultural runoff or even very many people. So um, another important thing about this water is that we believe that it's what's called primary water. And I don't know how many people know about this, but water is actually made in the earth. And uh, it turns out in geothermic areas where you have hydrocarbons, right, which there are everywhere, um, the heat displaces hydrogen from the hydrocarbon. And I like to say that hydrogen is an unhappy bachelor. It doesn't like to be on its own. It likes to combine with other elements to form molecules. And in that circumstance, it finds the number one element in the Earth's crust, oxygen. And in those circumstances of heat, forms steam. And then finds its way through the crust for miles, uh, picking up trace minerals, including silica. And then comes out of the ground at 140 degrees Fahrenheit. And um, that's that, I think encapsulates some of the great features of this water and why it's so special. Its taste profile, uh, as I think you've had it before, is very smooth and velvety in the mouth. People say it's soft, um, but it also has a little bit of an aftertaste, a, a slight sweetness that I don't know that I've ever tasted a water that has that kind of leave, um, if, borrowing a term from, from the wine world that um, other waters. Now, there are high mineral waters that, you know, definitely tickle the palate in a different way. This is what is considered a relatively low mineral content. It's about 150 uh, uh, milligrams per liter of mineral. That's kind of a low mineral content. So we'd like to say it's lightly mineralized. And um, the, the story that I tell, which is true, is that I was led to this location. I was led to uh, this foray into the water world. I studied water for about 10 years. 
mainly from a physics and biology and chemistry standpoint uh, um, with a, a good friend of mine who's a world-renowned water expert, a guy called Gerald Pollack uh, at the University of Washington for people that don't know his work and structured water and the fourth phase of water, you know, just have a look on YouTube. Uh, there's some pretty insightful stuff there that will help you understand how water is not just water. And that all water, especially the water in our body, uh, is is quite different uh, from from bulk water that we drink. Yeah, I love Gerald Pollock's work, and uh, he's just such a pioneer in developing. He discovered the fourth phase of water, which is yep. really terribly interesting. And so, um, so within all these concepts that you're talking about um, and relating them back to like the water that this water that you discovered. Um, let's talk about the deuterium component of it. So it's a uh, deuterium depleted water. Right. As well. Naturally. Yes. And so can you talk about what deuterium is exactly and why it's important to, uh, for many people to drink deuterium de uh, depleted water? Yeah. So, um, I'll just preface what I'm going to say with this is another one of those controversial areas in water. And I'll say, I just thought of this, but it's, I think it's true that deuterium depletion is the new uh, pH, right? And remember, and we're still in that game of drinking alkaline water. And, you know, there's a competition, you know, there's 9.5 and 10 and 11, and then there's drain cleaner which is 14, right? Yeah. <laughs> and don't suggest anybody drink train cleaner, but, you know, too much of a good thing can be a bad thing is is the uh, moral to that story. Well, let's veer off on just that topic for a second, because uh, I don't buy the pH water, the high pH water, because, you know, our body has buffers, acid buffers. Absolutely. Whatever you put in your body, your body can change it to whatever you need. Um, what are what is what are your thoughts on the, the high pH waters? You know, it is something that there is, I think, some evidence to suggest that comes out of Japan and some studies that they've done um, with people drinking. Um, when I say high pH, I just mean, you know, uh, probably above seven and a half. So, you know, seven and a half to nine or somewhere in that range. When you get above that, that's, I think, I would consider that to be excessive. But who knows? Because most um, spring water is like seven to eight. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And this, in this case, ours, I think, naturally is 8.6, right? No, you don't do anything to it. Um, so there's no real science behind drinking alkaline water and that being directly related to um, an outcome, a, a health or a recovery uh, type of outcome. Um, I'm going to talk in a minute about um, something that may offer an explanation um, where the issue around pH, right, is that it's it's hydrogen based, right? It's in, in a sense, the amount of hydrogen that's in the water um, outside of what's bound uh, to the oxygen molecules, right? So it's entirely possible that that sets up a pattern in the water that 
may have an impact on the body. That's literally a complete conjecture. I just offer it as something that we could consider. Um, I think that there's something to the idea of alkalinity, however, because why would it be the case that most spring waters, okay, if you look at natural springs and the water that comes out of those springs, generally, not all the time, but generally that water is higher in pH than 7.0, right? So, and and we we think and people have gravitated towards, and, you know, it's one of those things where I don't know about you, but I trust my gut, so to speak, and I trust my body to tell me when something's good for it and when it's not. And so I think I've always gravitated, once I recognized it, towards water that, you know, um, is spring water. So that's an anecdotal, and I'm sorry to not be able to answer the question any, but I don't think anybody else, I've never heard an, uh, an explanation of why high pH water is preferable. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a great marketing ploy for yeah. some of these reverse osmosis, filtered, bottled designer waters, and they market it as high pH, and people will pay a lot of money for that, a premium price. When it's, you don't have to, because you can just drink spring water, you know? Um, uh, yeah, so so let's go back to deuterium-depleted water. Yeah, sure. What so, so the controversy around deuterium-depleted water, and that is there's a theory out there about how energy is uh, made inside the cells, Okay. And there are lots of cool videos. You can go and look at them um, that look at how these little shafts and rotors work inside the cells, these little motors, right? And that what runs those motors are hydrogen molecules, right? And, and we'll, we can get to that in a second, but it turns out not H2, but literally hydrogen, H molecules, uh, elemental or atomic hydrogen is what runs um, these little rotors. And that's supposedly the engines of the cell. Now, I, I'm not going to say that's the way it happened. That's, that's the way it works. or that's not the way it works. Quite frankly, it's been a long time uh, since I've been down inside of a cell and saw these little rotors and, and motors going. The theory is that deuterium, which has an extra neutron in the nucleus, right? So instead of just a proton, remember um, uh, water which is the basis for these hydrogen molecules that run the rotors that power the cells and so forth, only has a proton and one electron, right? But deuterium is what's called an isotope of, of hydrogen, has a proton and a neutron, so it's heavier, okay? And the story goes, and again, I'm repeating the story, I'm not advocating it, is that when a deuterium uh, molecule, um, which has this proton and neutron, it's bigger and it's heavier. And so it stops the rotor from turning 
as efficiently and kind of, if you will, gums up the work, right? And so the notion is that if that's the case, then drinking deuterium depleted water would have less of that activity going on and hence more cellular energy, right? And that the idea is that some of that deuterium depleted water, if you will, either naturally or artificially depleted, uh, uh, would be able to just have the cell run more efficiently and that we would we would be in a better state of health. That's the theory. That's the story. And if that's true, then, you know, drinking deuterium depleted water is is beneficial. And there are some people that have like high deuterium levels for various reasons, and it causes a number of health issues. And they, mm-hmm. they have to drink de- uh, deuterium depleted water to pull that deuterium out of their system. Out. Or yeah. to balance that amount of deuterium, right? So it's a, a smaller proportion of, you know, the overall situation. Yeah, it's almost mm-hmm. like you could think of it like distilled water is very mineral hungry. When you drink distilled water, it pulls minerals and other and toxins out of you, which is why some people drink it for a detox. And the same concept, you can drink deuterium depleted water to pull out that particular problematic molecule that's very damaging to your mitochondria in that Krebs cycle energy production system. Yeah, you know, again, uh, it's it seems like that's a reasonable story. Um, and I don't, you know, confirm or deny it. Um, but uh, it it is it is something that's of interest, and I'm happy that people are looking into it. Um, I just by chance, um, our water is um, naturally deuterium depleted, and and I know that there's a whole world out there that, you know. Um, there's artificially deuterium depleted water, which, by the way, comes as um, a side, a, a, an offshoot of making heavy water, right? So if you make heavy water, the what's left over is light water, so to speak. And there's actually a brand, I think, called light water, and it's very expensive. So, uh, you know, that's the extent to my experience. So, you know, and so let's talk about silica and deuterium depleted water and, and how they can help to detox our bodies. Well, again, um, I think the main way that we're aware of with regard to silica is uh, aluminum and other heavy metal toxicity that silica binds to and and we uh, excrete it. My position with minerals is a little bit different than, you know, conventional wisdom. And that is, I really think the evidence is more and more suggesting that minerals, particularly in uh, that are soluble in water in the body, emit patterns. And that those patterns, everything vibrating emits a pattern. And those molecules emit a pattern that's important for this symphony that's going on inside of this really complex system. And so I'm I'm going to take a turn down another controversial road with regard to silica that um, maybe makes some sense to people. And so to think about that, let's first think about thoughts um, as being electrical currents, which we know them to be. 
there is actually a book uh, written, uh, I think published last year called We Are Electric, which I highly recommend to people. And so these thoughts that are electrical currents, uh, they can change the vibratory patterns inside of our cells, triggering, among other things, gene expression or suppression, um, and which affect, with the effect of which is that there are chemical responses, which we're well aware of, right, um, that govern our state of ease or disease. And as an example, I want people to think about this activity that we're engaged in right now, which is speaking. Um, I submit that speaking is a physical, vibratory manifestation of our thoughts, and that it's very powerful, and that that vibratory information can be stored, amplified, and transmitted through water, both from within as well as from without. So within the cells, that vibratory information we talked about before, but that we can uh, that that we can affect our own health and well-being with our voice, which is a manifestation of our thoughts. And I'll explain a little bit more. Think of silica. Uh, people don't realize it, but it's the basis of quartz, right? Um, which is well known scientifically to be able to store, amplify, and transmit information. And now we're into the world of crystals, right? Like water, that is, the silica is like water in that it's geometrically similar. They take on a hexagonal form. And now we're into that world of Gerald Pollock and um, structured water. So imagine, if you will, the idea of holding a thought or an intention for self-healing and speaking that intention from your heart into the water and then drinking that vibratory intention or instruction to have our cells, tissues, and organs maintain health or self-heal. So I'm going to submit that we have enormous power to sustain and to self-heal. And that all we have to do is speak through our hearts to thrive. Now, that's not the only thing we have to do. I mean, there's some other things that are important as well. I don't mean to diminish that. You can't just sit around speaking to water and be fine. But I believe that this is a an absolutely salient part of our health and well-being. In fact, water is a conductor. It's a mediator and ultimately a messenger for our thoughts and intentions. Back to that notion of above, so too below. I 100% I agree with you. And I that's an amazing notion is to actually speak into your water, your intention or your desires, and then to drink that water. And well, that's what Emoto used to do, right? If you look at Emoto's work, um, he would... But even words, he would write words or symbols and tape them to the side of a glass of water. Or he would take a glass of water and put it into a closet and, and ignore it. Or he would take a glass of water and say, I love you. You're wonderful. And, or he would say, I hate you. It's terrible. And then, you know, take these images and you would see that manifestation of what he was speaking, which, of course, was his thought. You'd see that in those pictures. 
right? And I believe that when we start to really look deeply into how trauma affects us, affects our state of well-being, ease and disease, that we'll find, and we already know this, to be honest, we already know the effects of meditation, of becoming still. We know the advantages of going out and being in nature around trees and nature, which set up a vibratory pattern, which is pleasing to us. We know about being around other people who are who have a good vibe, who have a good you know feel that you want to be around because you know they they bring you into a state of harmony as well. And of course, this fits really nicely with a lot of the different devices that people sell that are electromagnetic in nature, some of which I think you've mentioned you use before. Uh, you that that like the spooky two, I think. I, I listened to a recent podcast that you did that was very entertaining, by the way. Thank you. And I think you can start to understand that this liquid crystal semiconductor vessel that holds our consciousness is very much susceptible to our environment, to the vibratory nature of things that come from the, from the solar system, quite frankly, right. That affect us. You know, you could explain mercury retrograde that way, right. You can explain how, crystals that you different types of crystal structures and so forth have different impacts on people. And so in exactly the same way, speaking your intention and drinking that and being mindful and, you know, all of those activities that lead to having ourselves be in a state of harmony. Yeah. I mean, water is the mediator. Yeah, and and it's it really drives from the point how important it is to drink proper water, clean water that has the right you know maybe energy in it or or grounding yeah. or that has you know even has added frequencies to it or yeah. depleted has the yes. right minerals has the right silica content etc. Uh, versus tap water that has negative frequencies in it that has uh, like hundreds of toxins and medications and chlorine and and other microbial agents in it and how that is devastating really problematic on many different levels physically and energetically versus other types of water that can produce tremendous uh tremendous benefits in your health yes I I absolutely agree. So um, yeah, I think that at, at least a Queen Springs water, I know um, that it's here to help us thrive. And um, in fact, um, I don't know if you got the bottle of water, which you can actually see the silica crystals um, in the bottle. You turn it up and these beautiful silica crystals um, that we've programmed vibrationally to have the silica coalesce into these crystals that you can see, right? And you, you might ask, well, why is that? Well, at least one reason that I feel very strongly about is that we have to overcome our um, 
disbelief, right? And so if I said to you, Wendy, just take a glass of water and talk to it. You'd go, okay, Michael, I, I might do that. But, you know, you're looking at this water and there's input. But if I give you a glass of water that has these beautiful silica crystals floating around in it, you know that those are the basis for quartz and so forth. I think as human beings, it allows us to suspend our disbelief and of how powerful we are. I think we've forgotten how powerful we are. And, and we, we know from our ex-president and from leaders and rulers across time, how powerful the voice is. And I think we've forgotten that. And so when you have these crystals dancing around, and then I say to you, you know, speak to the water, speak to the crystals, and and they'll vibrate, and they'll take your thoughts pattern and your vibratory pattern and deliver that to your body, and your body will come, your cells will come into resonance with that, right? Remember, vibratory information propagates much more strongly through water than it does through air. If you've ever been in a pool and listened to sound, it's much stronger. And so that just a little bit of vibratory information in our bodies is it propagates very quickly. And so, you know, we can drink our own intentions. And, you know, it's really, I think, ultimately, it comes down to um, our mind. I think we're, we're really responsible, uh, both for our health and well being, uh, but also for, for curing ourselves. Yeah. So tell us where, where we can like learn more about this water, you know, purchase this water. And I did get, uh, your, uh, your gift. Thank you so much. Yeah. I tried the water. It's absolutely delicious. It has a really soft mouthfeel. It just feels, it just, uh, feels like such a good quality water, high quality. And there are certain waters I've been attracted to that have like they just seem like there's just something about them, like a certain frequency or something that I just love. And the, the Queen's Springs definitely hits that mark. Well, I think you're right. And and as we talked about before, if you think about water, just generally the universal solvent as, as leaching everything it can get its hands on, right, so to speak, um, that... In, in addition to minerals and taking on minerals and dissolving pretty much everything it comes in contact with, right? Um, it, it, in, in addition to being the source of life, it's also very destructive or can be, right? It's it's this miracle molecule that is is really, really important for us. And I think if anything, that's really what I want to transmit to people if you want to try the water, the best way to do it right now is uh, going to our website, www.aquenesprings.com. A queen, by the way, is a native word for peace or clarity or tranquility. So that's, that's where that comes from. And interestingly, uh, the Native Americans many, many hundreds of years ago, referred to the place, this sacred place where the water comes out of the ground as crystal springs. Mm -hmm. So the crystal in the water, I think, I don't have any evidence of it, but I I think that that it, this has been known for some time and we're just rediscovering it. And that's why, honestly, at the end of the day, uh, for me, and I'll just share this with you from my heart, that for me, this is um, about being in service. 
I really consider myself a water shepherd. You know, in, in the 34, last 34 years, I've started and been involved in 11 businesses. And this is, you know, one here at the end. And it's, for me, time to be in service for the greater good. And this is my way of doing it. So right now, the water is available directly to consumer. Um, I will leak to you. Uh, this has just happened in the last couple of days that we are uh, pursuing a path to have the water be uh, available through Amazon. I know some people are, uh, feel controversial about Amazon and, and what they do or how they do it. But in terms of it being made available to people on a more affordable basis, because water's heavy and it's expensive to ship, um, we're pretty excited about um, broadening uh, the offering to people and making it a little easier to get. That's wonderful because, you know, it does make it so much easier for people to just order it and have it delivered really quickly and and maybe have it like free shipping and whatnot. So many people have Amazon Prime. So that's great. Hard to argue. Yeah, it makes it more accessible and more eyeballs uh, to get this water. Uh, and so, guys, I highly recommend uh, you try that. Just try at least an introductory um, box of it. It comes in, in uh, you know, like a, a large box. Like it's like a five-gallon box, right? Well, we have a five-gallon box, which is a little unwieldy. Um, I, I like it. I put it on the countertop. We we market it as emergency source water because it's in this big box. And um, our idea was that it was would be something people would put in their basement or the closet in terms of an emergency situation. But it turns out it's the most cost-effective uh, and highest value way to get the water. So... Um, if it doesn't really fit in the fridge. And so the small five liter boxes are very stylish and, um, you know, fit in the fridge really nicely. And then, of course, there's the 750 milliliter bottle that you can actually see the, the crystals in and so forth. So, um, you know, it comes in in those different varieties. Um, I think we also have a, a code for your listeners, if I recall correctly. So the people use a code Wendy10. What and uh, they'll get a 10% discount off of um off of the water. And right now, before we go to Amazon, I'll just let people know that we do charge shipping, but we subsidize the shipping. So the rate that people pay um is is subsidized by us. Um, to make it a, a little more affordable and less painful to get. So every little bit helps. So Wendy 10 is the promo code that we'll use to give your listeners a discount so that they can try the water. Okay, fantastic. So everyone go check it out at queensprings.com. And thank you so much for coming on the show. Are there any kind of parting words or anything else that you haven't uh, mentioned to the listeners? Yeah, the only thing I would say is that and I say this to everyone, you know, have great thoughts because it's really, really important to our health and well-being. And the water in your body will greatly appreciate that. Yeah, I I, uh, I agree with you. You really have to be very purposeful and mindful every day about the kind of thoughts that you're thinking because they promote healing in your body or inflammation or and attracting certain things or people scenarios into your life. And, 
it's really important. You're literally programming the water in your body <laughs> with, with yes. your thoughts, you know? Yes, it is. And, you know, people ask me, um, what is there a limitation to what you can ask the water to help you with? And I don't think there is. Um, I'm at a point and I'll just, you know, this is, I'm speaking personally now. I'm at a point where I can stop pain almost immediately um, by speaking that intention from my heart, but really pushing that intention and thought uh, in the water, you know, you can move energy in your body down to that point. And so I think, you know, there's a lot that we can do uh, in terms of getting rid of trauma that that we carry along from childhood or along the, the roadway called life. That uh, is another way of being mindful and, and telling ourselves, you know, hey, I love you. We're all we're in this together. You know, let's let's not be affected by um, all the the distress and the chaos around us. Let's live in ease and in love. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's where many people are, I think, in this this age after this last few years uh, for like mm-hmm. fear and stress, people are moving towards uh, peace and love and joy and gratitude in many different ways. But yeah, it begins with your thoughts. It's a movement that begins with your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think we're going to end on that beautiful note. Uh, but everyone, thank you so much for joining me for the podcast today. I'm Dr. Wendy Myers, and I uh, really appreciate your your time and your kind of your your energy and, and joining me every week for this podcast, where I love to bring you experts from around the world to help you upgrade your health, to give you those little you know pieces of the puzzle that you're searching for to feel good because you deserve to feel good. You deserve good health and you're going to find it. Thanks for tuning in. The Myers Detox Podcast is created and hosted by Wendy Myers. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Wendy Myers and the producers, disclaim responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. Individuals on this podcast may have direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.